And so if you're not managing your stress, your relationships, your spirituality, and all of that, it will show up on your skin. Welcome to the HGW Podcast. We're your hosts, Zoe Sakutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind-the-scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness. Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise and bring you information you can actually use. No shaming, no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey. Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend. Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Hi, Erica. Hi, Zoe. Hi. Hi. I don't know why I giggle every time I say hi to you. Because you're so happy to see me most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) That's because sometimes you bring me treats. I do bring you treats sometimes. You brought me a special treat today. Oh my gosh. Can we start teasing what we're up to? I don't know. Why not? This will come out in what, October? Yeah. September. Well, let's just suffice to say I brought you a treat that hopefully a lot of other people will get to enjoy sooner than later. Yeah. Because um, samples have arrived. Yeah, samples have arrived. We've been working in the lab. Ding, 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 ding. On some really good stuff that hopefully we're going to, not hopefully, that we are going to put out. That we're uh, definitely going to put out and it's going to crush it. By the end of the year. Uh, yeah, we are. So, I mean, I actually am really excited to start talking about this. I know, I am too. But we can't yet. So we will talk about other we'll people's products. talk about other people's products. Who are OPP. Making, we're talking about OPP. OPP, other people's products. Oh, that's funny. That's like pretty that. good. I like that. Good yeah. Job. Just, let's just remember, you heard it here first. But yeah, speaking of OPP, we got to learn a lot of it uh-huh. um, at the most recent uh, Discovery Show, courtesy of FounderMade, mm-hmm. one of our favorite organizations for networking and founders coming together to present their new products and concepts. It's a um, discovery show. It is a discovery it's a show. Consumer discovery, sh- consumer brands, consumer goods discovery show. And it is run by the one and only Megan Asha, who Woo. is... She formerly you know, a guest on HCW podcast, which yeah, obviously she, skyrocketed her career. She's <laughs> she's a super fun boss lady. We love her, but uh, I anyway. just yeah. So we had a we had a great conversation. We did it in like a rapid fire style. Yeah, so, this is basically like volume three of our yeah. founder made series, which I think is kind of fun because it's you know you do hear a lot of founder interviews and there's kind of the same story repeats itself, which is not to say that founders don't get to have their moment where they kind of had their aha, like there's got to be a better way. Right. But like I was a busy mom, right? but I couldn't find the right. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I feel like it's nice to have a conversation with founders that's a little bit more off the cuff, which is what we do with these little rapid fire interviews. Um, How many many, like founder stories start with, I was a busy mom, Right. Bah, or bah, 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 bah. I mean, it yeah. was our blueprint story too. It was like there was a gap in the marketplace for what I wanted. Right. And then the line is, there's got to be a better why. Yeah. I love it. Innovation comes really out of selfishness. Yes. Or necessity is the mother of all invention, as yes. they like to I, say. I'm just trying to make it 
Um, so speaking of the mothers of invention that we spoke to, um, and some were fathers, but no, yeah. we talked to the founder of um, a, a sustainable, reusable straw company, which I was super excited about. Final straw. Final straw. That was a good one. But we talked to a woman who is infusing uh, cosmetics and skincare with the bounties brought to you by beer and sake, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, she's putting some alcohol in her um, cosmetics. Yeah, so basically your face gets drunk. And it's called intoxicating beauty. Yeah, liquor face. Liquor face. Hey, hey I heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked to uh, a CEO, the CEO of Schmidt's Naturals, which is yours and my favorite natural oh my deodorant gosh, company. The charcoal one. Do not know where I would be without that magnesium charcoal formula. I'm wearing it right now. I can tell. You know how I can tell because you're not pitting out. Well, no, it's not like <laughs> it's not a. It's not a. It's not antiperspirant. Antiperspirant, but it does help. It is just deodorant. Antiperspirant people, it's not, it's not, it's it's no not point good for out. you. You're no. supposed to sweat, just not as much as I do. But no, but the, I think that the, that particular formula in that line of deodorant, that one actually does, it, it, it absorbs moisture more easily. So you're not pitting out, but it's not because you're not sweating. It's right. just because it's absorbing it. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Anyway, listen, it's quick. It's dirty. It's it's not dirty, actually. It's, actually it's just a dirty. quick and dirty interview, I guess is what they say, because it's rapid fire. So have a listen. Enjoy. There are some nice takeaways and little gems of information. And yeah, congrats to all you founders out there. Well done. So, yeah. I like that because I think everybody, um, you know, everybody has their one thing. This is how it should be, and that's it. But there's just so much more out there, yes. you know. And there it's is not yeah. prescriptive, yeah. and it's what's so scary is that everybody's attacking everybody now too. Attack, attack, attack. Yes. So just it's because you don't like dirty. something that that this yeah. person has, like, just don't use it then. The right. wellness business is definitely getting a little dirty. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's very competitive. Well, for sure. so officially welcome. Laura Fuentes, CEO and co-founder of Green Roads. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, so tell us really quick about your business and then we will jump into our rapid fire. Okay. So Green Roads is a health and wellness company. We're a CBD company um, founded by myself and my partner. Um, I'm a licensed pharmacist. So I just use my expertise in the pharmacy area to try to make products that um, benefit people try to be as natural as possible. It's mm-hmm. kind of difficult in the beginning, figuring all these things out because, you know, it's it's not that easy to know in the beginning. Yeah. How long ago did you get into CBD? Uh, 2012. Okay. Oh, wow. So you guys have been yeah. at it for a while. We've been at it for a very long time. We've seen a lot. Good for you. Yeah, yeah you definitely. Have. It's come a long way. Where it are has. you based? Out of Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. And what is the... What is the competition looking like in um, 2019 for CBD in general? It, because yeah, it's, it's pretty it's crazy. intense. Yeah, there are, every people are just popping out of the woodwork. Um, there's really no barrier to entry now. Yeah. You know? So um, there's really no rules and regulations in place. You know, we're re- working really hard to try to get that because there's a lot of charlatans out there. And my biggest thing is I want to protect the consumer. I'm a pharmacist and I have the consumer at heart. Like I don't want them t- to buy a product that isn't what you say it is or has harmful additives in it. Um, yeah, that's really, that's where we are today. Yeah. And it's honestly crazy. Every time I turn around, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. they're selling CBD now. Yeah. It's kind of insane. Well, it's similar. I mean, when we were in the juice business, we kind of had to, there were really no standards in place in a lot of ways. And so we sort of had to set certain standards about what is okay in terms of treatment of your juice in order to preserve, you know, preserve the integrity of it. And when you are early in the category or a category creator, it's kind of the onus is really on you to sort of to to create the guideline, the 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 rule book essentially. Right. The blueprint. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you hey. go. Yeah. Wink wink. And then so 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, what do you think is going to happen when we reach this saturation point where CBD is literally in everything? Like how, does it does it lose its specialness at that point? I mean, I, I, I don't know how to think about, uh, like, I don't know how to choose anymore. It's sort of like, oh, there's like a gummy and a water and a dog food. And not that I eat dog food, but <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's kind of making my head spin. Yeah. Well, where Green Roads is at this, this is a health and wellness product. It should be considered a nutrition. So just like a vitamin D, I'll give you a really good example that you can relate to. Um, we get vitamin D from the sun. If we don't get enough vitamin D, we have to bring it into our diet. So CBD is the same kind of thing. We used to have it in our diet way back and then it was taken away from us. We, we stopped growing hemp in this country. Um, so people have gotten sicker. And what we've discovered is we actually make our own CBD type chemicals in our bodies, which bind to our receptors and pretty much modulate everything in our, everything in our body. So we're getting a lot sicker because we don't have this nutrition. So I don't agree with, you know, Carl's putting it in a burger or putting it in ice cream because it's a health and wellness product. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, like you don't put vitamin C in your burger, you put vitamin D in your burger. You know, it's just weird to me that it's kind of going in this direction. So we're we're really just trying to focus on the health and wellness of it and the nutritional aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, in the 80s when they started fortifying like all the crappy like cereals and breads right. and milk with like the vitamin D vitamin and D, the folic exactly. acid. And it was just sort of like, it's just a bunch of bullshit, honestly. It's like another challenge. It is yeah. another challenge. Yeah. I wonder, who, you know, I, I just don't understand how the consumer or when they're going to have the sort of education that they need to like make a informed decision about like, the type of CBD, the vehicle for that CBD, like the dose of CBD. Um, again, it's just very, it's very confusing. And I think another part of the confusion around it is just this um, idea, at least in America. I mean, I think there's this expectation that CBD is going to get you high. And so it, it's, it's a, you know, it's going to take a while, I find, to like really overcome that that hurdle and that piece of education so that people can look at it, as you said, as, you know, nutrition and not like recreational drug use. (laughs) Absolutely. We've been educating since 2012. We've been out there preaching about it. There's a huge stigma attached to it with the get you high kind of thing. Um, If you take a CBD product and you get high, then you did not take CBD. You took something else. You took took something else. or maybe even... You did. God knows what. And I, I mean, you know, we're waiting for the FDA to come out with some guidelines and make some rules and put some things into place. Right now, I can't tell you how much to take. I'm not allowed to tell you that. So you kind of have to figure that out on your own and you have to figure out what you're looking for from the CBD because it can do a lot of different things. So it's pretty complicated and I I completely understand how the consumers are confused, especially since they're putting it in Oreos and all kinds of things. I get how they're confused. So, you know, I just try to tell people, you know, go back to a, a legitimate source, whether it's us or anybody, but make sure that, you know, they're a legitimate source because there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of things that are not true. Yeah. That's hard to decipher through. Well, it's good to hear that someone with, you know, good intentions and uh, I think an appropriate background background is um, is leading the charge on this education (laughs) piece. So I think you got, you got a a foot ahead. Um, So should we do some rapid fire questions? Yeah, let's jump in. Why don't you start? Oh, no. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Easy peasy. It's fine. Okay. First question. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten? Wow. I would say, you know, just try to take every day, one day at a time, especially in this industry, things are coming at us all the time and just take a deep breath and just try to get through it because there's tomorrow and it's another day. Yeah. 
sense. Okay, simple and completely and totally true. necessary. And totally necessary, <laughs> totally necessary. And, and applicable to all parts of life. Um, what's the worst thing anyone has said to you in business? Not to care, only mm. care about money. Mm. What do you care? It's just money. You just want money. No, that that's not it. That's not what's important about it at all. Mm. What's important about it is the end user. Yeah, you know the thousands of people that give us the, the praises that it's changed their lives. That that's what's important. I like you. <laughs> uh, okay, what's the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? My refrigerator, mm-hmm. the weirdest thing, maybe caper berries. I feel like oh, people don't know what those I are. I have a huge thing of caper, caper berries, berries in my fridge right now too. They're very good in a martini. What do you think about that? I, I love that. <laughs> kind of almost anything is savory is anything good in a martini. sour and salty and briny, but yeah, okay. That's, um, that's up there. Not everybody knows what caper berries I, are. I like just salivated a little bit. I know, I'm a little hungry. Um, what is your greatest indulgence? French fries. Obviously. I oh mean, my God. Does not I like, like French fries? I like it when people don't have to think before answering that question. Yeah, yeah it's a really, no-brainer for okay. me. And my whole staff knows. <laughs> oh, do you want to get on Laura's good side? Hey, I brought you fries. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't bring me fries. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> uh, what is the most adventurous, outside of your comfort zone, self-improvement thing you've ever done? I don't think I've done anything. I've been concentrating on this business for the past six years. I haven't done anything. Well, you could say that the business in and of itself is sort of outside of your comfort Agreed. zone. I yeah. think it's that's completely bit, outside I of think, my comfort zone. I think zone. starting a business yes. is somewhat adventurous. It is. Yes. It's completely. And I did discover that, you know, when I was in the pharmacy, I was behind the counter for 20 years, just oh, counting boy. pills, counting pills. And I was comfortable, really comfortable. And I didn't realize until a few years later that I was really more comfortable being uncomfortable. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I strive better when things are chaotic. Right. Well, because you get the stimulation as Mm -hmm. opposed to just being bored and in kind of like a robotic state. So yeah, that's boring. Um, Okay. Here's a really applicable one here. How do you stay relevant in a space moving so quickly where everyone's an expert? You know, we try to educate, try to stay on top of things and just try to get out there as much as we can. I send my staff out all over. I go everywhere doing this. (laughs) Perfect. And if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I would hope to be home with my grandson, just babysitting all day. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You, have you have a grandson? grandson? I do have a grandson. <laughs> what? What? Okay. Yeah. For the people who can't see her, which is everyone listening, um, you, I mean, you, there's just I no way that you have a grandchild. So I you had your first CBD, kid at the age of 10? CBD. No, no. Okay. No. This is, it's confusing. Okay. There's I a story behind it. I had my first child at 18. Okay. And then... He just had his son like a year and a half ago. So okay, amazing. So yeah. well, you look amazing. Obviously. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, um, so, what have you seen today at Foundermade? That's exciting. Um, I didn't know Daya had a cheesecake. <laughs> I just tried it and it was really good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You're like, shout out Daya. <laughs> Put your hand on your chest. You're like, dear God, there's cheeseless cheesecake. Yeah, it was um, so good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so the next question, without using the word cheesecake, describe your founder made experience in five words or less. It's actually really interesting to see all the founders out here. And I'm really happy to see that a lot of people coming to our booth are gravitating towards the female CEO kind of thing. It's about time that people start really paying attention to us because we're a voice to be reckoned with. Amen, lady. Amen. Yeah. Amen, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say, we just went to the uh, live uh, a week or so ago and it was literally 99% men. And Eric and I were just like, Literally, like I had to go to the bathroom at one point and I, there was no one waiting in line and I looked over and there was 
just like 30 men <laughs> in line for the men's. And that never happens. And never <laughs> happens. Never, I've never experienced that in my Total life. Total sausage fest. So anyway, yeah. yes, agreed. It's great to see Bravo, all the ladies here. All the ladies <laughs> yeah. and the grandmas. Um, thank you so much for being here. It's Thanks really so much for having nice me. I really appreciate you. it. Thank Congratulations you. Yeah. and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're back in the saddle. We're back in the saddle. We're back in our new location, new and improved location. We're in the basement um, now. <laughs> We're in the basement now. We've been moved. With our co-host um, Milton and his stapler. Milton. Um, we've been given a headset and a bottle of water and told to stay quiet in the basement. <laughs> um, we are here, speaking of back in the saddle, with Michael Bumgarner, our bestie from last year, CEO and founder of Kanuka. That is right. Um, Kanuka, Kanuka. Super excited. And I have a feeling they put us in the basement for this interview. Probably. Is it because of me? Probably. So. Yes. We're going to drag down our status. <laughs> um, can I have the yeah, top here, of that here, here Thank you. We're just... I ran out of Kanuka, which is why I'm get using you. this ghetto lip balm. Uh, I didn't want to say anything, but I almost threw that away. Okay. I mean, you could throw this clear across the room if you produce a little container of that Kanuka lip balm and the eye balm, which is amazing. So... Tell us how it's been since a year. How have things grown? What's this going on with the business? This is kind of like on Shark Tank when they do the sort of like... It is. Like, let's revisit. Let's revisit and see how far um, they've gotten. Well, think about this. I actually look at like our official launch being last year at this event. That's right. So you got me, you know, when I was really green. You're welcome. And look and at you now. Just I all- think, I actually think a lot of the, the trajectory is because of that podcast and then they heard it. And, <laughs> you know, no we question. We've just, you know, <laughs> you been very fortunate. I, I think so as well. Um, no, but it's been fantastic. We've been able to uh, lock down some amazing national retail partnerships. Uh, started with Neiman Marcus, then Free People, Derm Store, then all the urban brands from Anthropology to Urban Outfitter. And then uh, we had a really, really amazing opportunity with Ulta Beauty to launch nationally. So it's roughly 1,200 doors. Nice. In a day. So um, That's great. So it's been fantastic. We've been very Ulta fortunate. Ulta is really a game changer. Is that right? I mean... They, they all are game changers. But when you talk about going from... 250 doors to 1,500 doors in a matter of a night. Um, that is a game changer. Yeah. And they are a, a fantastic partner to scale like that and to have a partner actually sit down with you and hold your hand to make sure you're doing every, everything correctly on the sell-through and managing the whole uh, logistics. It's been amazing. So. so how much has your team grown in the past year? Pretty massively. So it used to be a team of basically two. And now we're up to... Uh, 10 to 12 full-time, and then some amazing third-party uh, partners. So mm-hmm. earlier earlier today, I actually moderated a panel on the importance of developing those strategic partnerships with those vendors that can come in and help support you, whether that's with operations or logistics um, or just the overall infrastructure, getting your books in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been very fortunate to be able to expand not only our internal team, but also our external partners as well. Um, and actually, so for those who are not familiar, can you just do a quick quick and dirty on the product itself? Yeah, yeah. So Kanuka is the combination of cannabis and Manuka honey. So it is who we are is in our name, Kanuka. Uh, specifically, we utilize the, uh, the qualities of hemp-derived CBD to decrease inflammation of the skin and Manuka honey to kind of hydrate and heal. So we are very much a clean beauty line for the canna curious. 
Can of Curious. Love it. Please tell me you invented that. I hope you trademarked it. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) For both of those. You're like, we did both of those things. Um, Zoe has recently become meat curious, which is like a whole other conversation. Ooh, yeah. It's been a while. It's been about 22 years since I've had any meat. And then a lot of my... um, Eastern practitioners uh, have been urging me to build my blood and not just like eat meat, but like have some red meat, like specifically red meat. So I've had a few nibbles uh, of steak in the past couple of weeks. So yes, Erica, you're correct. I am meat curious, curious. but I'm not like, you know, it's, uh, I I feel like it's going to be a long process. (laughs) Crawl, walk, run. I am very much crawling. (laughs) But I can help you with that. I was raised on a cattle farm. Okay, that's right. So uh, we can get you hooked up with some grade A Angus beef. (laughs) Um... Is it grass-fed and free-range and all that of good course. stuff and massage by some of it is. angels? And- but for you, we would make we would we would segregate some you of them off and cow. we would just make it grass-fed. Um, perfect for you. Okay, and I want their udders to be massaged with kanuka. Um, that would be that's, interesting. Yeah. That's, disgusting. That's, that's kind of gross. But yeah. that was a real I mean, visual, though. <laughs> there's like a nipple balm for nursing mothers, Absolutely. so why not for cows? Yes. Oh, did you guys come out with a nipple balm yet? We have not, but we do have like an all-purpose, an all-purpose CBD balm. You soothing, need to then go the balm. go the breastfeeding route because let me Absolutely. tell you what I bought. I have spent quite a bit of money on nipple balm having yeah. like, had two children. CBD for the ninnies. That's like a whole other... It is good. Chill that baby out. Hey. Oh my God. It, it won't cry as We're much. working on a yeah, baby line. You and are? Then we just had our third. So Kelly's, you third Kelly's baby? Jeez, the You are a baby. You just had a third baby. Third, 10 weeks old. <gasps> Oh. oh my God! Wow. Kelly's like, being a rock star. He hit his first temperature, or yeah, his first temperature today. She, she took him to the to the doctor, and I'm here doing amazing podcasts. And I'm like, <laughs> you're oh, like, you're like, I got a thing. I got to go no, see about that. But she's I, killing it. Yeah, I took my kid to the doctor this morning too. It's like a weekly event, you as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, shout well, out to Kelly. Congratulations uh, on your new baby. So God, exciting. You really have had a lot happen in the I past know, year. I know. It's been a big year. Oh, my God. Oh, look at your socks. Oh, my God. So- I, no, stop, sure, immediately. Stop. stop. Was like father, a this is my Father's Day gift from my, from my kids. We have five-year-old, two-year-old, and an eight-week-old. Incredible. And uh, my, Michael, he asked me to wear these today. So okay. I said, of course I yes. would wear these. My oh, lucky socks them. Huh. Okay, wow. well. So we just have a couple of rapid fires because, you know, we've kind of been through this whole drill with you before. But I think since it's been a year, let's reflect. Is there anything that you feel like um, you've learned from your founder main experience that you have taken to heart that you have applied to the business that you could say in this year? So many. Uh, first off, I think the importance of partnerships and actually working with people you actually like. Like the, the founding team of Founder Made, they're just amazing people. They make amazing intros. Uh, and that's why I first, you know, I got a cold call from Stephanie at Founder Made and I get a lot of cold calls from, you know, yeah. someone trying to sell something. And I'm usually like, no, no, no. But there was just something about Stephanie that resonated. She was genuine. And then it goes through up the, the entire, the entire team from Michelle, Navi, Megan, and the entire team. But, um, so I learned the importance of being genuine and then willing to make connections, even mm-hmm. if you don't see that immediate benefit. So I've kind of learned the process of like give, 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 and then ask. And I feel like I learned that through Founder Made, just on the way they handle their business and their willingness to take that extra mile to, even if it's not in your contract, but like, you know, hey, I'll, I will make that intro. Right. Um, so I think that's a big one. And then just really, truly understanding the importance of partnerships. Yeah. 
early on to help you scale. You know, they kind of brought all that to the table. Nice. Shout out to FounderMate on that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. So, okay, next question. What's your favorite new product that you saw here today? A lot of CBD. There's tons of of CBD. CBD. Oh, that's a tough one because there really is so many good ones. I really or just well, let's just do top one. You're like top one. Not get ahead of ourselves, okay? Like I'll give you one. There's a this is interesting. It's a different space than what I'm in. Uh, Definitely a lot of great CBD brands, uh, but the one that's caught my eye is a company called Squeak. It's actually a natural cleaner. I saw that. Yeah, the cleaner. And I think because I have three young kids and understanding, just getting more knowledgeable about like what you put in and on your skin and yep. some of these chemicals. I think I think Squeak has an amazing brand. Great founder. Um, Such a good so name really, too. Yeah, I'm really impressed with what she's putting together. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice Shout job, out Squeak. Squeak. Um, what is the tastiest thing that you have consumed here? I forget the brand name, so it's terrible. But there is an amazing natural vegan um, oatmeal bread up upstairs. Oh, the, sour, the gluten-free sourdough. The sourdough. Oh. What, what, what was the name? I don't, I don't even know. know. But you're the second person that said it, so it's we got to so go good. taste it. We haven't it. even tasted it yet. So I know. Okay, he so. was actually a little insulted when we were like, "No, thank you." He was very. He was like, "You don't want to sample gluten-free bread." <laughs> he was like, bread? "Are you a monster?" I know. He was really like, "What's wrong with you?" He All actually right. did the same thing to me, and I said. Well, I'm not a buyer. He's like, it's okay. I want you to try this. So, so. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, it was we'll good. Go check it out. Very good. Um, okay. Last question. What is, give me one fun fact. This is very like Us Weekly. Like what's in th- your purse? 25 things you don't know about me. <laughs> yeah, we just, just give me one. Just give me one thing that um, people don't know about you. So I read my son every night and I do comic books, but I don't necessarily know if it's specifically for him or me because I oh. did comic books too. Mm. So I think that's an interesting thing. But they're age-appropriate comic books, too. Okay, so good. A, no, like, weird, no, you know, Japanese five. porn. <laughs> no, no. Um, he's into the hawk, and I am into oh, the Oh, that's so too, interesting. So. My son, who is four, just yep. yesterday made his first comic book. Like, so cool. taping, like, binding paper together. and So oh. maybe, uh, yep. maybe he will now. read it to you. This is the age. Oh, he did already. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't oh, had yeah. to read yet. All right, well, these are all... Very good answers. Very good answers. Um, looks you like passed. you've had a you lot, a of, job. lot of founder-made Perfect. learnings over the past 12 months. Um, and congratulations. And if there's anything, I mean, is there anything else you want to throw in that we can help get the word out about? Check us out, kanuka.com. Follow us at, at kanuka. And uh, I am trying very hard to increase my influencer status from 200 followers. Mm-hmm. So to 200,000. I, I am at Look, Michael underscore bum. I'm doing <laughs> it right now. Michael bum? Okay. Underscore bum. Underscore. Wait. Because there's another Michael bum. If you're bum. into really corny uh, kids, Kid pictures and Kanuka stuff. I that's, know. I'm like, who? I am your jam. Me Perfect. Too. Every day. Look, we could follow each other and be like, oh, <laughs> your kid's so cute. Okay. Following you. Wait, so at Michael underscore underscore bum. Underscore bum. bum. Okay. Perfect. Done. There you are. Cool. Boom. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Nice to see you again. You as well. You as well. All right. Thank you. Welcome, Ashley Shaheen. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Yeah. Co founder and CEO of Higher Mind. Some beautiful adaptogen beverages that we just got an opportunity to taste. Yes, mm. indeed. Yes, I tasted the raspberry and the apple ginger. The matcha ginger. Matcha oh, ginger. very close. But and there a, is apple in there, right? There is apple. It's the sort of the, in the hierarchy of flavors, it's the third that one in there, which is why it's called matcha ginger. But okay. there is apple okay. in there. And also a blueberry deliciousness. Yes, exactly. Very nice. So we're really excited sort of about, you know, we're launching with the two products, have other ones in mind already, 
totally different suite of products, ultimately really want to become the go-to source for all brain products, brain health. So, so it's specific to brain power, focus, Exactly. So when we think about sort of some of the really exciting innovations in health and wellness, it's really been surprising that, you know, with all of sort of the innovations that have been going on, you look at the fact that people still largely rely on caffeine and sugar to sort of feel alert and to feel focused. And when I first came upon the subject of nootropics, which is the main sort of active ingredient in higher mind, I really was like, how does this not exist? How is this not something available to the masses? And that's sort of what how Higher Mind came to be, but we're really excited about it because the product is now in our hands and it's something that we can offer to people and say, you know, feel alert and feel productive without the jittery side effects that can come along with too much coffee or sugar that can come along with a lot of energy drinks, mm-hmm. etc. And are you guys pre-launch? We are. So this actually sort of is one of our kind of soft launch cool. uh, events. We will be in retail starting in July. And then we also have direct-to-consumer as well as offices and gyms considering, you know, this really is a productivity tool. So we feel a lot of alignment in terms of being in those places. And where are you based? We are based in New York. Okay. And we will be here sort of want to kind of get a lock-in on the local market, so to speak, for the first few months. And then with goals of getting out to California and Colorado, but really, you know, thinking about health and wellness hubs and where we can be there, but starting off locally. Nice. Yeah. And what were you doing before this? Before this, I, so my background is in brand marketing. I did that for sort of seven years before going to business school. One of the reasons I went to business school is I was really always excited about building a business. I've always been interested in the health and wellness space. And sort of towards the end of business school, I came upon the subject of nootropics. I personally am someone who never really liked coffee. And I always tried to avoid soda because of the sugar intake. But I did, when I was working in marketing, had a lot of long hours. I did a lot of pitching and sort of started to have take these products just to feel alert and awake. And so when I came upon the subject of nootropics, again, as I had sort of said, it was really exciting to me because I was like, this is something, a product that I would have loved to have had all along. And so that sort of was like the seed of the idea. And then when I was looking at the market, I was seeing that the products that existed that had nootropics in them really were not sort of appealing to the mass consumer in a way that I felt that they could and that there was a huge opportunity to do it. So that was sort of personally was like the idea. And then the aha and sort of the deciding moment to really pursue the business was when I saw that, you know, there's a real opportunity to appeal to a mass market. So how do you think about nootropics and adaptogens? So basically, I mean, I really look at it as a way for people to feel focused, alert, productive. And these sort of supplements, if you will, are something that can help to do that. And ultimately in the long term, really help to fortify the brain. And I think one of the things is, is if you really look at sort of health and wellness today, a lot of times simply in people's diets, whether it's the way that food are manufactured, et cetera, they're just not getting the nutrients that they need. And this will be that perfect sort of complement when you think about something that's really, really good for your brain. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Lots of good stuff in that category. <laughs> well, there's actually a lot coming up, right? So in there, the world no, of adaptogens and there's a lot, tropics or whatever, you know. There's a lot coming up. You know, it's always considered sort of, you know, it's like, oh, what are 
you know, health trends and brain health is a big one of them, of which adaptogens and nootropics are sort of key pillars, if you will. And I think one of the reasons is sort of, as I was saying first, it's like with all the innovations, not only in the health and wellness space, it's like, why is we, why are we as a society still focused on using, I mean, taking out things like Adderall, et cetera, but why are we still focused on caffeine and sugar and how are there not better options Mm -hmm. out there? And I think some of the attention being paid to this is because people are realizing that more and more. Then I think also you think of how aware people have become about how refined sugars are not good for you. So refined sugars, yes, they give you energy, et cetera. But the science shows, you know, there's always a new fad diet, et cetera, but refined sugars hands down are not good for you. So refined sugars are, you know, by and large, a big accompaniment to a lot of energy drinks and coffee drinks, et cetera. So this was something that could be an alternative to that. Nice. Totally. Should we jump in? Let's jump in. Okay, let's do it. Rapid fire questions for you. Okay. What's the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten? Don't be afraid of failure. And the reason I know that that's so- I love that one. Well, the, the, re- the reason is because when you dive into something, and I'm glad that, that you love that one, and I was going to say it's like very high level, but honestly- when you're building a business, which, you know, I've worked in business for a long time, but I've never done something like this on my own, though I have two great co-founders and partners, you are learning every step of the way. And no matter how much prep you do up front, you just can't know everything that will happen. And my partners and I, we've made mistakes. We've done a lot of stuff and it's just you get back up and you keep going and you keep persevering. And so when I, you know, when we fall over. I just remember it's like, it's okay. Keep going. And, yeah. It's the only way to know, learn. We have exactly. a whole episode on failure. And yeah, guess yeah. what? We, there's not really any such thing. Well, it's also we something at. that's honestly, it's such a sort of great feeling to have when then you go and you meet other entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter what they're doing. And they're like, oh, this was so tough. I had this failure. And it's like, you're all sort of in it together. It's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. It's really not a dirty word. It's not. It's a great yes. word. Um, it just means learning, really. You also learning. have like some of the most sort of successful entrepreneurs were successful at their fifth, fifth business. Right. It's like oh, the right. first like four. Say, you didn't hear about yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but their <laughs> resiliency got them to that fifth business. Exactly. Yeah. What is the worst thing anyone has said to you in business? All right, you're not doing too bad if nothing is really coming around. No, no, no. I, I, well, there are, there like, are, no, there's, there, there, like, there's, there's a so few. many to choose from. <laughs> I mean, I think the worst probably would be you're ill-equipped. Mm-hmm. To, Ooh, to get this done. That's statement. pretty brutal. Yes. And the reason, <laughs> no, it is brutal. And I think the reason is when you're, I mean, and interestingly, I would sort of put that against my first statement about don't be afraid of failure is like when you get comments, like, I don't know if you're able to really like pull this off. And, the, and that's not, I mean, some of that comes down to like, oh, I, I'm not sure you have the right idea. I'm not sure the product tastes the way it should. I'm not sure, you know, that you'll be able to like scale it the way that you want to or meet up your vision. That is also balanced with other people who are totally on board. Mm -hmm. But ideally, you always have everyone on board. And I have had feedback, whether it's, you know, getting a gut check from an investor or whoever may be, who's just like, I don't think you have like the team in place to get this done. And that's tough to hear, but you persevere and you fill in the holes where you need to, which I've done and which we've done as a team. And then you continue on. 
Mm-hmm. it's just not everyone is going to be on board. And that's also part of the process. And you just, if you believe in it, you keep going. You can't be, be everything to everybody all exactly. the time. Exactly. As Oprah says. As Oprah says. <laughs> okay. What is your greatest indulgence? Oh, massages probably. Mm, and the reason for that is- You don't need to explain why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that pretty much speaks for itself. <laughs> it's just, it's like ultimate, you know, relaxation. It's I end up feeling great. It's, like, it's uh, you know, people are like, oh, if I could have anything that, you know, I would never have to worry about paying for. It's like, oh, fresh flowers or chef, whatever it may be. For me, it would be like a nice massage. massage. Yeah, who doesn't like to be touched? <laughs> Some people, but I, I, I don't really know how to talk to those people. What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? The weirdest thing in my fridge. So I do have, obviously I'm in the beverage business. I have a lot of, and I can't go into detail about all the products, <laughs> but I have five, five of my friends are also in the beverage business and they're testing out new products. And those products are in my fridge. So I mm. told them I would be like a taster for them. And so those would be the weirdest products in there. Um, okay. And I forced my husband to try them as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most adventurous outside of your comfort zone self-improvement thing you've ever done? Oh, uh, public speaking. Okay, so I yeah. did, I've done a lot of, you know, I like was asked to sort of speak at a conference once and I've done, uh, I took a improv class uh, <laughs> on speaking. And the thing is, is I'm not, you know, uh, I am comfortable public speaking, but I think it is something where, you know, what is it like you ask a hundred people and 80% of them would say like, you know, I'd almost rather die than have to get up in front of a group of people and both professionally. And even, I mean, if you think about getting up for a toast, you, there are always moments where you have to get up and speak publicly and you want to be able to communicate like what you feel in a sound way. And for me, I was like, it, it was something that was fearful to me. So mm-hmm. I was like, how can I sort of overcome this and doing improv where you get up there and you have like no idea what you're saying and having to go and do that. And then really taking on opportunities that arose for me to public, publicly speak, to go out and to do it. Very cool. Good for you. It's a hard one for a lot of people. What is the most pivotal or game-changing business moment, good or bad? I would say when we, as a company, when we nailed the formulation, because we were developing it for a year and a half and the task really was Whoa. to... Yeah. That's a lot of product it's development. A, it's a lot of product development. And one of the reasons is because, you know, with nootropics, the goal really is to help people improve alertness, memory, and focus. And there's that is a loaded statement and there's a lot that goes into it. So we worked with a number of different formulators and scientists to back up sort of what we were putting into the drink and to show, you know, at these levels and our combination of ingredients within it would have that effect. And so there was a lot of back and forth because you need to balance that with the taste of the product. Um, And so there was, there were many tweaks, let's say that. And Mm. once we figured it out, which happened this past fall, uh, we all had our own little party, (laughs) 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 which is exciting. So we were saying that it is becoming very quickly a very crowded space. Mm. Um, How do you stay relevant? I think honestly, so when I say, you know, one of the goals for us is to really sort of be that lifestyle brand and that aspiration. And I think when you talk about staying relevant, it's like, 
for each of the people that you're trying to go after at whichever moment it may be, making sure that you're kind of the top of the list, you're the reason that they're pulling that off. And I, you know, pulling the bottle, excuse me, off the shelf. And I think a lot of that comes with how you choose to communicate to them, how you market to them, continuing to innovate around products that will be more relevant for them. Mm -hmm. So it's a continual, like in the same way that, you know, a fashion trend wants to stay relevant. I don't think we're a trend. I think this is something that's here to stay. But as you bring out new products and think about continued evolution of the business, want to make sure that you're always tapping into really where is that core consumer mindset or what is that core consumer mindset and having the products that are delivering on that, Mm -hmm. which I believe we are now, but it continues to evolve. Mm -hmm. If you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I would be building another business (laughs) in the health and wellness space. And the the reason I say that is I, I really am passionate about health and wellness. When I think about what's evolving you know, so much over the next five, 10, 15 years, it is in this space. I love building businesses. I love being, you know, in the past I've worked at startups, so I haven't been um, a co-founder, but it's so great sort of to be in those initial stages, overcoming those initial challenges and kind of figuring out and really being able to bring products to market that, that serve people. I like it. So what at the show has excited you today? I would say, well, first there, there's a lot at the show that's, that's excited me. I think some of the, you know, I know it's really hot, but some of the CBD based products, I'm always curious, like, Ooh, like, how's your, how's this different? What are, what are some of the new angles as someone that has a gluten sensitivity? (laughs) I like to see more products out there that don't have gluten in them. Mm -hmm. So there's a bread down there that I tried that was really good. The sourdough? Yes. You haven't tried that yet? It's so good. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then the waffles and the bread over there. (laughs) So, um, you know, when those taste good, I'm I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. I think some of the other beverages, obviously not in our space are, are interesting, but I initially gravitated to those products just because for me personally, I was, I was um, like, Ooh, I'd love to try this. <laughs> um, okay. Describe your founder made experience in five words or less. Inspiring, collaborative, uh, exciting, educational, happy. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate, I think. Um, all right. Well, thank you so thank much. You so thank much. you. It was so wonderful. Nice you. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And best, best of, luck. of luck. Thank you so much. All right. Let's do it. So we are here with Teresa Norville, uh, founder and CEO of Intoxicating Beauty, which obviously caught our attention immediately as soon as we <laughs> saw your name. Thank you. Um, welcome. And uh, please tell us a little bit about your brand and how it got started and where it is now. Oh, sure. So Intoxicating Beauty is what we call a full-service beauty bar. All of our products are natural and organic, but each one of our collections, and we have four, um, are infused with either beer, sake, wine, or spirits, which we started with the vodka. Um, I have um, a certification in beer just because I love beer. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you. (laughs) And I started, I I had eczema and um, sensitive skin that came back that I hadn't had in 20 plus years. All of a sudden it just 
came back and my doctor put me on all these other different products and used this skincare products and I hated them all. They're no fragrance. They weren't girly. So I decided to start developing my own products at home. And I thought about the connection between beer and the skin because beer is actually like the cousin of CBD. And so um, I started wondering whether it would be beneficial, did a ton of research on it and it is. So that's how Intoxicating Beauty started for myself, started giving it to family and friends and people loved it and started asking me for it. So do you get drunk? (laughs) (laughs) Does your face get drunk? It's kind of like, okay, it's not... Not it's, CBD, you don't get high. It's not. Okay, um, so, but yeah. wait, so I think one thing that I feel like the the misconception or not the misconception, but where we need clarification is that when you consume alcohol, it's actually very dehydrating. Correct. So how is it actually good for your skin? Beer is actually really good for sensitive skin, especially. Um, it's very hydrating. It's very nourishing. It helps prevent and fight free radicals. <laughs> it's uh, anti-inflammatory. It's good for um, soothing and calming the skin kind of like the CBD is calm. It has a common effect. It has a common effect Mm. to the skin. So if I get a little itchy or, you know, um, my skin is very dry, it actually takes that. just do like a little beer bath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they do that in Europe. I was going to say, I know about sake baths, but I've never heard of a beer bath or a vodka bath. So do they do, well, I imagine you get a little bit buzzed that way. You you must. Taking a beer bath. (laughs) Because because it absorbs into the skin. Not topically, no. Interesting. No. 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 Well, guess what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, at RE around the corner, there's a beer, there's a, there's actually a spa. Oh, A-I-R-E. Has, yes. Yeah. Have I, you been there? I, I have I literally have a gift card in my wallet like okay. right now from five years they ago. They have a wine bath. Oh, yeah. interesting. I had to go last year and it's amazing. So wow. it's something that the, this is very popular in other countries. Mm-hmm. I happen to, I, I didn't realize that when I started this. Now that I've done a lot of research on it, I have, but other countries have been doing this for centuries. Wow. Yeah, centuries. And so how long have you been like properly in business? When did you launch? So Intoxicating Beauty started, uh, we incorporated Intoxicating Beauty about a little over two and a half years ago, okay. but we didn't launch the brand uh, or the product. Products, I should say, until November of last year. Okay. So we're new and we launched two out of the four collections. The other two collections are coming this summer. Mm-hmm. It's the wine and the sake. And the wine is actually our mimosas collection. So it's going to have champagne in it and red wine. Fabulous. Ooh, where can we Thanks. find it? <laughs> online. Okay. Right now we're online. We also did a collaboration with FatFitFun. So we're going to be a, a part of their... Um, their their summer edit program and we're also discussing fall as well so our products will be bought through them nice cool congrats very exciting so let's play a little lightning round these are just fun questions and there's no wrong answers okay what is the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten stay true to yourself uh, and yeah that they basically stay true to yourself people and, and i've had to learn this on my own a lot of people in, the, in this industry and even consultants I've talked to try to get me to change certain things about my brand, even my pink, um, which is- I love the pink. Thank you. And that's for breast cancer awareness because we'll make sure that our products are non-toxic. I don't want anything in our products to have any um, ingredients in it or toxic. So that was very important for mm-hmm. us because my mom died of breast cancer. Yeah. So our because it wasn't a traditional mm-hmm. for a natural and organic brand, I had some companies that wanted me to, to move away from that and I stay true to myself and to our, my brand. So that's, that's the number one. That's a really interesting point. I think 
and we've, it's been kind of like a theme, right? It's like stay true to yourself. Everybody's trying to like move you off whatever your position is. And I think early stage businesses often bring in a lot of consultants. And I think for consultants, oftentimes for them to feel like they're actually doing something right. and earning their, right. their keep, they have to come up with something different right. for you to do. And right. it's just for, for the sake of coming, you know, if a consultant comes in and says, oh, you're actually doing everything just fine. Yeah, that's right. a good then point. They have you no know, job. That's then a they good have point. No job. So I think everybody needs to keep that in mind. That's a good um, point. Yeah. I, I told them that it basically, for me, you have to understand, I'm a, I'm a, I am was in a legal profession before. It was 23 years before I started this. Wow. So modeling years before, but now doing beauty uh, was a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, I have a fresh new perspective of mm-hmm. the industry versus somebody who's been it for 20 or 30 years. Yes, and that's valuable. Right. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, worst thing anyone has ever said to you in business? <laughs> Change my branding color. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, again, trying to get me to change certain things. I've had somebody who actually tried to tell me not to use the alcohol in my products. And I'm like, but that's that's the whole, that's the whole gist of my brand. So again, it's... right. It's, those type of things. Okay. So yeah, I'm not going to listen to those change agents. Um, What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? (laughs) (laughs) I, what a weirdest thing. Um, It depends on who, I mean, I eat a lot of uh, calamari and like squid and seaweed salads. Even better. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I, oh. I know. I love my seaweed salads. <laughs> I'm just picturing you like eating seaweed in a bath of sake. <laughs> just like hanging out. <laughs> Living your best life. Okay, what's your greatest indulgence? I like wine and dark chocolate. Who doesn't? Yeah. I and mean, those are my faves. Yeah. In the bath. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most uh, outside of your comfort zone self-improvement thing that you've ever done? Working on being a little perfectionism. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist um, because whatever I do, especially I want to do it for somebody else, I want to make sure it's the best. Yeah. But I know sometimes that there could be some negative things that come with being a perfectionist. So that's one of the things that I've been working on and it's probably yeah, been the best. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. Most game-changing business moment, most pivotal moment. Good or bad? Oh, good or bad. I would say the FabFitFun has been amazing awesome. for, for us. It's very exciting. Yeah, they have a big audience. They have a big audience. Yeah. And the fact that they are willing to collab with us, um, being such a new brand, I wasn't expecting that so quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was great for us. And we also have Kathy Ireland who reached out to us, their team. And so we're interviewing with them. Very cool. Um, so we're getting a lot of really well-established people and brands wanting to collab with us. And it's just surreal to me. Mm. Yeah, that's great. So obviously this is a category where there's a lot of players. So how do you feel like you can, how will you stay relevant in what is becoming a very increasingly crowded category? Well, we're not just a skincare brand. What we do a little bit differently is that we're a wellness brand and we're also a lifestyle brand. I'm working on my certification to become a holistic health coach. And the reason why that's important for me is because of eating clean, even drinking clean cocktails is very important to me because it helps with your skin. And I want to bring that information to our audience and not other, not that many other brands out there are, are doing that mm-hmm. as well. I'm not just buying, you know, making our products and putting them on a shelf and saying, buy me. I want to educate 
our audience and help them live a lifestyle. I mean, I was in the legal profession for 23 years. I was using great products, but it was the stress of the industry that triggered eczema that I hadn't Mm. had in 20 years. Mm. And so if you're not managing your stress, your relationships, your spirituality, and all of that, it will show up on your skin. So that's where I think it kind of sets us apart and also helps us stay relevant in the space. Yeah, that's great. You should do a collab with Dry Farm Wine. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? Oh, I've heard of them. Yes. 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 They are. You should totally reach out to them. Thank you. Yeah. We can figure out how uh, to make that There's my consulting fee. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Love Uh, it. (laughs) So if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I'd probably still be back in the law industry. Yeah. I mean, being... Going to law school, law industry, it was something I wanted to do since I was seven. I love helping other people. Literally, I did it for 23 years. <laughs> so that's what I would probably do. Okay. Um, if I didn't go that route, probably to health coaching. All right. Because I, I, anyway. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's still a different kind of helping people. Um, what have you seen here today that you're excited about? Any like interesting, fun products that you really liked? I have not really had a anything? chance to walk the yeah. floor. Oh, no. I just had breakfast literally maybe 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm best to do that too. <laughs> it's our first show. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect. And I was so excited and I couldn't sleep. So, Aww. by the way, it's 3 30 in the afternoon. Yeah. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> Lady Friend just had breakfast, breakfast 30 minutes and ago. We have not been fed breakfast. So, no. <laughs> your founder made experience in five words or less. Amazing. <laughs> and it's amazing and it's bigger than what I expected. Yeah. Yes. I am so glad that I did this and I'm so glad this was our first show. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. This seems to be a great launch pad for a lot of a lot of new brands. Yes. Well, thank you so thank much, you. Teresa. Oh, so thank nice you. to meet you. So nice to meet you yeah. too. With Intoxicated yeah. Beauty. We'll thank definitely check it out and send people there. Great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Emma Rose Cohen, CEO and founder of Final Straw, which... Oh my God, it's about time. Thank you for creating this company. This has been actually... I don't know why I missed the whole boat on this, but I've been anti-straw for so many years. Not, and the thing is, like, I can't take full credit for being super like eco-minded about it. It's really... I find them irritating. Like, I don't need a straw to sip water. Please don't give that to me. It because it, you're like, I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. No, I don't need an, an don't extra need nipple on my drink. And it felt wasteful to me in a, in a more like abstract way and not really spending the time to think about the impact. But it is about time that someone is really doing something about this. I call plastic straws non-consensual plastic because yeah. every time one goes in my drink, it makes me feel violated. Right. You didn't ask for that. <laughs> I didn't ask for that. It's, it's not okay. And, and that's what's really cool about this movement is it's becoming more well-known that people don't want waste put on them. Right. And, and Please you know, do not sprinkle garbage onto my cocktail. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I please, feel about takeout. Please none. I feel violated every time yeah. I order takeout and I open my bag and there are like 8,000 spoons Plastic of Plastic utensils. I'm like, yeah. you know you delivered this to my house, right? Right. Like, I have forks We put spoons. it in the notes. Like in I Seamless, do. we put it in the notes. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they don't pay it. attention. I know. It's irritating. It's really infuriating. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Final straw. Sure. So um, I'll tell you a little about my origin. I became obsessed with plastic straws when I was traveling in Thailand about 10 years ago. And I would walk down the beaches and start collecting them and just end up with these huge handfuls. And then, you know, the next day, walk down the same beach, same handfuls of plastic still there. So that's kind of really when I started focusing in on this one item because it is such a perfect example of something that is really easy to remove from your day-to-day life and actually has a really large impact. The 
numbers in the U.S. are that we use 500 million single-use plastic straws every single day. No, 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 no. That can't be possible. It, it is. Every, every day? Every single day. And that's, that's enough to wrap around the world 2.5 times. Oh my and that's God. just in this the U.S. just so much more upsetting than I even realized. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, you know, the straws kind of become this gateway plastic. So it's like people are now thinking about straws, but then we're getting people to think bigger about other items like plastic water, plastic bags, you know, to-go containers. All of these things that we interact with on a day-to-day basis because of convenience. And, and yet, so now what we're saying is, hey, consumers, you guys can shift the responsibility, own it, and bring your, your own straw with you. Because if it's an item that you really want to use, then you need to be using it responsibly. Something okay, so what's in your hand? You're holding something in your hand. What is it? It's very <laughs> so cute. This is our really cute little straw. It's called the final straw. And it's it collapsible. is very <gasps> collapsible. Whoa, and then, <laughs> that is awesome. That is the straw. And you just like stick it right in your... Yeah. Wherever you want to stick you, it. You stick where it where you want to. Wherever you want. No judgment over here. So, um, you know, it collapses down, fits in this tiny little carrying case, kind of like an AirPods case, and then comes with this telescoping cleaning brush. Perfect. Because that's everyone's first question. How do you, How do you clean, clean it? it? And so, yeah, it all comes together. Oh, and then it has this little keychain attachment. So you can just throw it on your keys and then it goes where you go. I want these for everybody that I know. Who leaves their house without their keys. How much is this? At $24.50 at finalstraw.com. It's incredible. And we've got some good Can promo codes out there as well. Good for you. Yeah. No, this is like no small feat in terms of like packaging and engineering. This is like a really beautifully done product. A lot of times. I was going to say, how many, how many prototypes? Oh my gosh, so many prototypes. And this is actually our 2.0 version. So the first version was a little bit bigger, um, included a drying rack and a squeegee, which we eliminated and added in the the telescoping brush. Fantastic. But, oh my gosh. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. We, I just feel like, I feel like Inspector Gadget when I do this. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like such yeah. a badass, actually. You know, and it, it never loses its charm. And I think my favorite part about it is that when I go out to a bar or a restaurant and I pull it out, I'm you're guaranteed you to make a friend. immediately. Yeah. Right. Everyone Guys, around you is like, what is that? Do you hear this? Yeah, oh, yeah. seriously. The best conversation yes. starter at a bar, pickup line, yes. is like, oh, can I stick my <laughs> straw in your <laughs> Well, I think if you're looking for a girl that loves turtles, because like, isn't that what we all want? It's yeah. like someone who cares. And, and so, I'm sorry, if you don't like turtles, you're a monster. You are. Like, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> We've got nothing to do together at all, ever. Um, wow, congratulations. Yeah. Thank and you. have you guys, um, so when did you launch? So we launched on Kickstarter about a year oh, ago oh, okay. and had a crazy campaign, raised $2 million. And Whoa, you raised yeah. $2 million on Kickstarter? Yeah. Was that your goal? No. Was it beyond your <laughs> My goal? My goal was to just make enough straws so I didn't have to make them myself. Yeah. But financially, was that the number that you were trying to hit? No. God, no. We were like hoping and praying to... Well, our goal on Kickstarter was 12500 <gasps> Our goal, oh like in my mind, was 70,000. I was like, if we can hit 70,000, like Girl, up I can justify the fact that I quit that my job. amazing. And my mom won't be so mad at me for quitting my job with benefits. Oh, <laughs> that is so, yeah. that is good super for impressive. You. Yeah, well, it's just good to story. know that like there are people out there that care. And I think the coolest thing about this product is the community that's surrounded it. Mm. You know, the our fans are so passionate about what we're doing yeah. and they spread the message for us. Like, yeah. You know, I'll bring in like digital marketing team and they're like, wow, your organic traffic is nuts. And I'm like, well, people just want yeah. to align it with really things does. like this. It, it really evokes yeah, emotion, it this, does. this topic and, and this and, mission. You know, that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to connect people emotionally with this issue because there's no more finger wagging. Though, yeah. There's no more like, like, you're a bad person for doing this. This is just 
like, hey, we made this super cute, convenient, fun, badass alternative. Like, you want to try it? What's not to yeah. like? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay. She's Louise. Well, I think we're going to just dive right into our rapid fire questions now. We awesome. are. Great. Right? Here we go. Uh, super fun. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever gotten? So I recently bought out my co-founder and uh, the best advice I was given was just get it done. Get it done quickly yeah. and, and do whatever you have to do to, to be able to move on. Because while this is happening, you're going to drag yourself down. You're not going to be able to focus 100% on the business. And that's what needs to happen when you're a one-year-old company. You need to be focusing every bit of energy. The second best business advice I got is it's all about the people. And so, you know, when you're creating a business, you get to hire whoever you want. And if you hire people that don't align with the values, that don't understand the company mission, then you're not surrounding yourself with people that that really are going to help you level up and up and up and up, which is the ultimate goal. Good one. Good one. I like it. And what's the worst uh, thing anyone has ever said to you in business? Because I'm sure um, there's got to be at least one. You know, I think that um, people push you towards things that sound like good deals. And, and as a new entrepreneur, this is my first company. It's like, you're like, Ooh, that sounds like a good deal, but really just, you have to listen to your heart and Mm -hmm. your gut. And if something sounds too good, too good to be true, it probably is. And, and to only work with people that align with your values. I get offered all the time, you know, like, Oh, we can find you better manufacturing prices, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, you know, some like toxic masculinity BS. And I'm like, Mm, no, I don't, I don't need that energy in what I'm doing. I need people that get it and, and I get to choose those people. Yeah. That's awesome. I like it. What is the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? <laughs> God, my fridge is literally empty. Jeez. <laughs> What's been the weirdest okay. thing in your fridge recently? Why is your fridge empty? Well, I Airbnb my house while I'm out. Okay. So I don't know. Is sauerkraut weird? It's I'm really spectrum. into sauerkraut. Not I put it on eggs. Yeah, um, me too. It's so it good. Yeah. I it just like, put it on a spoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Jeez. In my freezer. Oh, yeah. That's okay. So, in my freezer, I actually have a dead bird. Okay. I found it on the side of the road and it was okay. so beautiful. And I just didn't know what to do with this. So, so you kept it. Oh, what you going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> what you can do with that dead bird, my friend? <laughs> you know, I'm a collector of things. Okay. Um, and taxidermy is like you one know, of the, you got some dried stuffed I animals like in your house. I like feathers. Oh, okay. Um, do you have a crystal ball under your bed? I have many crystal balls. <laughs> uh, you know my type. Uh, you know my type. I have a very good friend just like you. One time I found twigs and feathers or twigs and feathers twigs. and like twigs. and probably twigs. Tw- yeah, check no. her freezer next time. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Actually, a very That's good, a good point. idea. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a little wicked going on there. Um, okay. That was definitely the best answer by far. Just definitely. so you know. I you won that prize. <laughs> What's your greatest indulgence? I mean, dark chocolate, I guess, is yeah. my favorite thing. I love popcorn from the movie theater with M&M's. Um, I don't know. I'm losing my sweet tooth. So I guess like pizza and French fries. I don't know. I just eat the, whatever I want. All the greatest And, and yeah. then I work yeah. out and it seems fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a good answer. What is the most adventurous or out of your comfort zone self-improvement thing that you've ever <laughs> oh, done? Oh, okay. Self-improvement. I was about to go in a very different direction oh, no, with please, that one. Go wherever you want to go. Um, well, most adventurous, 
I I used to have a very adventurous side and smuggled a bunny from Spain to the United States in my shirt. His name was Juan Carlos. And was. I was studying abroad in Barcelona and bought a baby bunny and, and had to bring it back. So I'm an international bunny smuggler. Yes, you are. <laughs> I could think you could file that on yourself. That yeah, that yeah. was your service pet. You know, it was massive adrenaline. Self-improvement wise, I guess like, you know, I, I did um, Landmark. Mm-hmm. And that was very out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone. And um, can you explain? Yeah, so Landmark is is basically like a weekend long self improvement seminar. And um, you know, I love self improvement. I seriously don't read any books besides like how to get better at life. <laughs> and um, see my bedside table. Yeah, it's yeah. shocking. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that's all I read. Um, and podcasts. That's all I yeah. listen to. So I went to Landmark because I'd heard that this is what they do. And I get there and it's like everyone's getting up to the microphone and talking about how they're spanked as a baby and how that traumatized them and, and crying and this whole thing. And I'm just like, oh, what are we? This is like driving me nuts. You know, it's my weekend and I don't take yeah. time off. And, and so, um, but, you know, after I left to be able to reflect on that time and, and realize that everyone has to process things differently and that, you know, for some people, they do need longer amounts of time to, to integrate mm-hmm. new thoughts mm-hmm. into their thought patterns. I, I have a very quick personality. I move really quickly. My thoughts go at rapid speed. And, and so to, to learn how to slow down and relate to people who don't necessarily think that way was an incredibly amazing learning experience for me. Cool. It's a nice. Great story. Most game-changing moment, good or bad? I mean, definitely the first 48 hours of the Kickstarter. Um, you know, in when we launched and we were clicking that button, you know, I already had a backup plan for if this didn't do well, you know, how we were going to relaunch it and remarket it and get more emails and all of these things. So when we hit that button and basically had, you know, immediate validation that this is something people give a F about, it was incredible. I was, I experienced the most intense adrenaline rush. Mm. I couldn't eat or sleep for literally three days and, and was shaking to just feel all wow. of that energy focused on us from all around the world. Um, you know, and people were always like, oh my gosh, how did a million feel? And I was like, it didn't feel like anything. 200,000 is where I lost my, my mind, right. broke down emotionally. And then everything after that has just been like, you know, okay, these are numbers. Right. Um, but it was just kind of that initial like reaction to what we are doing and and to hear from people that, wow, I like your packaging or, oh, I like your marketing. And it's like, I spend so much time thinking about that, researching it, you know, doing University of YouTube on Photoshop, all of these things to to make these things. And so when people say like that resonated with me or that, that you know, hit me in the heart, I'm like, Oh, like, thank God, off. like I'm doing something right and I'm doing something that people care about. And that's the best reward ever. It doesn't matter. The money is, it doesn't matter. Right. When I get those individual comments, that's when I'm like, yes, okay, keep going. Cause that's, people are responding. Okay, push it harder, push it faster, higher. Love it for you. Okay, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? I'd be a ski bum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started final, I was actually up in Whistler. Um, I'd saved up a couple grand and I was like going to just eat ramen and ski for the foreseeable future and then probably get a bartending job. <laughs> so I don't know. With I've no got, straws. A bartending job with, with no straws. And, and promote the no straws. But I'm just kidding. If I wasn't doing this, um, I would definitely be living like in the mountains, maybe like farming or something, milking goats. 
I think your first answer was completely acceptable. <laughs> well, it'd but be all I'll of those things, yeah. you know. As well. But yes. but now that I've I've kind of bit this, gotten this bug, and you know, I, I worked at, in federal work. I worked in waste minimization before this, and I think I was so repelled by the day to day of federal that I just wanted to go completely to the other end and like yeah. move into the mountains and and not talk to people. But now that I've started this and now I have this platform and I see the impact that I can make and and the ripple effect that goes out from every single thing that we do as a company, I'm so inspired to keep using this to level up and create larger companies that actually are dealing with the problem. Because, yeah. you know, ultimately, if we all stopped using plastic straws today, even in the whole world, it wouldn't even come close to affecting the amount of plastic that's in the ocean. Yeah. Straws are a negligible percentage of plastic pollution. So there's, there's such bigger problems out there. And the reason we're focusing on this is because we want to get people's awareness attuned and, and give people somewhere small to start. Yeah. Because it does feel so overwhelming. It and does. And you, know, you can start to feel apathetic because the problems are just so big. But I want to deal with those big problems. And, and, I, and do you think that you're going to go beyond the straw? Absolutely. Yeah. So the straw is our first product in a line of foreverables. So those are items that foreverables. are... Foreverables? Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are items that are designed to last forever. And we really are, are looking at Patagonia and other companies that put social responsibility first and also back their products with a lifetime guarantee. So a foreverable lasts forever comes with a lifetime guarantee and replaces single-use plastic. Oh, next go after baby toys. Yeah. Well, and that's a huge market. And, and one, you know, once I have kids, I think that that's something I can really dive into. I've started looking and, and I'm just so can't relate. I'm not there. Um, but I will, I'll have a baby and then I can make it. You should see my basement. (laughs) I'll send you a picture. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) We're here again at the Founder Made Show. Uh, Lots of interesting products here. What has excited you? What do you like? I have a really big problem with single-use plastic. We're in the food space. It's all plastic. So I haven't really been able to look around yet and see something that's not in plastic. I'm yeah. sorry, that's not a great answer. No, no it's okay. actually, you know what? That's yeah. a very honest answer. And I think that that's true. And, and I, I think, think that that's the mindset we all need to be in yeah, is like yes. calling that shit out because, yeah. you know, we all, again, have to be responsible. And if we're you're having an event at the exactly. scale, like you have to be mindful to those details. Totally. And it's funny to be in, I mean, we saw it when we were at the other event a few weeks ago where, you know, we're in this business of making products that are better for you and then sampling them in plastic and in single-use ways that like selling them in plastic. Well, yeah, but even beyond that. I think the, you know, the the wellness word, generally we're talking about wellness when it goes into your body, Mm -hmm. but we're not talking about earth wellness, which ultimately is wellness that's going into our body because everything is connected. So I have a really hard time looking at a brand that's calling themselves wellness that is dealing with single-use plastic and putting all that trash into the world because... Um, we are connected to the earth. We are made from the same elements. And if we're polluting the earth, we're polluting ourselves. Yep. And, and so, you know, to be at a booth that is literally surrounded by plastic water bottles, we have a water company on one side, we have, yeah. you know, another plastic bottle there. I'm just kind of like, I, 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 know, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Okay. Well, well we need good people like you who are <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, and the figuring thing is, these things out. Look, we're not trying to wag fingers at people no. and, and say like, don't do this. This is bad. What we're trying to do is tell a story in a fun, relatable way that gets people inspired to do something differently because they want to. Right. And it's, it's not about shaming. It's not about, you know, 
anything like that. It's it's about providing convenient alternatives. Mm -hmm. So if we can come around with these kind of things and say like, look, that's an option, but this is an option that's good for you and for the earth, then then I think that's the the ultimate goal. I can't wait to see where you go with this. I'm like, I can't wait to see you next year because I feel like this is just going to be Thanks. explosive. Thank you. I'm, I'm really hoping so. And our next product we're working on is called Final Fork. And it's a reusable collapsible fork Sweet. that fits in a small little case that you can take everywhere um, because cutlery is kind of the next yeah, step. Totally. And I think that, it, you know, not what, what percent of the population uses a straw, like 10%. But everybody uses a fork. percent of people use a fork? Most mm. percent. I don't know. Every what is percent. It? Every percent. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe like you've got countries with chopsticks, but um, the majority chopsticks needs to be addressed too. I mean, we're working not plastic, on that too. But yeah. Well, anything single use. Yeah. And and exactly. people demonize plastic. And, you know, we, our case is made out of plastic. So people are like, well, I thought you guys hate plastic. Plastic's not the problem. It's the way we use it. The way we use it. Plastic yeah. is an incredibly ingenuitive material that is lightweight, inexpensive, you know, easy to mold in many different shapes. But when we're using it, in a way, one time and then throwing it away when it's a material that's designed to last forever, that's the problem. Right. Well, thank you so much, Alice. Yeah, so thank nice you guys. to meet you and best of luck. <laughs> and we'll see you. I hope you enjoyed my plastic rant. I, I did. No, <laughs> it was not a whole, rant. We have a whole episode on plastic. Cool. So you should check it out sometime. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not trying to like talk shit about it. No, no you're oh, doing great. It's, it's cool. I like being here, but it's. It's a little tough well, being surrounded by... I yeah. think it's an important message and I honestly yeah. feel like they will take it to heart. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-674. 1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our daily blend blog to see what we're drinking.